around this computer. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. What is the deal, yo? What's going on with the people on it? Y'all, welcome back to another episode of Heard Radio. I am that's Kyron. And I am that boy Day. Y'all, and we are hearing everyone and realizing differences while creating a safe place for Black and queer people. And that is what we gonna talk about. <laughs> we gonna talk about it, honey. So what's been going on with you, Day? What's, what's been going on? Child. <laughs> I always talking about some child. Yeah, we don't we child people to death and i've noticed that like that is just like a regular word in my vocabulary now yes yeah. like it's always a child person saying it this lady gonna tell me don't call me that i'm not a kid girl you turn down this mama's pipe down a little bit all right okay. just pipe down you're doing but, um Nothing. I just been really chilling lately. It's just been slow. Just been a vibe, you know. I like the vibe sometimes. Catching up on some sleep because bitch is booked and busy. <laughs> and we are both. Um, yes. What's been going on over there, honey? Y'all. <laughs> what's today is um, Monday. Actually, y'all are not going to hear this. I don't know when y'all going to hear this. Um, I don't know when y'all gonna hear this, but just to know today, just know today is November eighth. Yes, um, it's a Monday, and this weekend was actually good, y'all. I had a really good weekend. I um, I went to my cousin's wedding. You know, it was a very good time. Two two turn up. We love marriage. Um, and yes, this weekend has just been really, it's been really good. Day already know what I'm. (laughs) Let's not get. child because we didn't have our meeting so yeah we didn't really get the like me and day y'all when i say y'all me and day we talk on like a regular basis but then like we meet so like then we talk about this our our um before we get on up in here and get on this internet and talk to y'all but we didn't have our meeting because like this week was like really busy but y'all like i ain't day <laughs> I got so much to tell you when we get off this. I got my red cup for the people, child. Give me the red cup, girl. I got a cup over here, but it's looking a little raggedy. So she's going to stay out the frame. Okay. And she's she going to stay out the frame. Now, we all know what's in her, but that's not true. And she starts with an H and ends with a Y. Okay, hallelujah. My God, my God. <laughs> yes. So let's get into the first segment. The first segment is Young and Getting It, y'all, where we display an emotion and what got us through this week. So, Dave, what was your emotion of the week and what got you through? Um, y'all, I have a secret, but I can't share yet. But just know a secret, a big secret, a good secret is coming. And, you know, I just, just thank the Lord because, child, I'll be doing some shit, y'all, that I just be like, damn, God is still blessing me. <laughs> He is blessing your girl and child. I can't wait to let y'all know. But I think what got me through this week is just prayer, prayer, prayer. Because I've just been praying about this, and I think it's finally been. Oh my god, we haven't talked in like y'all. We haven't talked in like three days. This is very taboo for me and they not to talk every day. (laughs) We both got so much going on that we have not told each other. Yeah, but um, go ahead. What's been going on over there this week? Okay, so. The first half of the week was just like, I was very busy. I was very busy with a lot of stuff. So my mind was occupied. So I really couldn't like 
like narrowed down on one emotion because I was so focused on like like cracking out business. Um, then the second half, which is this weekend, like Thursday through today, which is Monday, it was it's. The, let's say the emotion is hopeful. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna be hopeful, and uh, we're gonna be hopeful. And what what got me through this week, y'all, was knowing that I was gonna have like some time off this weekend. That's what got me through, y'all, because I was so busy. But then when I knew I was like Saturday, I catch this flight. I'm going out of town. I'm going so late. I turned up, y'all. I had so much fun. Turned up with my cousins in their city. They showed me around. I had a day already. No day. That's the story for me. <laughs> They already know. Yes. I had a good. I, I was. I had a good ghetto time, child. And <laughs> yes, I had so much fun, y'all. So that was like. I, it was like I know I'm about to go OT, and I know I'm about to have, turn up for these two days, and that's exactly what I did. I slept really well at the Hyatt Dwelling Wicker Place, and I just ting 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 ting, and I just really had a good time, and yes, so. That is y'all can get into y'all. So mm-hmm. let's get into the next segment, Day. We got movies right along. All right, you guys, let's get into it. And this segment is Black Excellence, where we'll be shining the light on our Black queens and kings. Oh, yes. You already know what this segment is called. Let's talk about it. Talk about it. When we get down to the sugar honey iced tea, goddamn Zoe, don't come for me. I promise you. I, I got that from you. I'm tagging him, y'all. I got that from goddamn Zoe. Sugar honey iced tea, which is a shit. But okay, it says she quit her job, went viral, then created Coco Rose Beauty, a natural skincare solution for dark marks, eczema, scarring, and more. Y'all, shout out to Miss Coco Rose. Um, I actually went on her Instagram page. And I'm I was looking at like some of her products, and I'm thinking I'm about to go I'm about to go support Miss Coco Rose, and because I kind of got like a, some dark spots, um, because I don't listen to the my dermatologist, and I like to pop my pimples, so now I have scarring from that. So Miss Coco Rose, if it's good, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, but Let's yeah, go ahead for our black businesses for the black bi- black entrepreneurship is what yes. we love. That actually was a sorry, you guys. That actually was a um screenshot from a video, and Miss Sister Girl, she actually quit on live live air. She was actually, you know, she's a news anchor. Well, she was a news. Wait, anchor. was that what? Oh, yes, I Miss see. Girl, she quit on on um the air. I wish we could play the video, but the video wouldn't play. But my girl quit on the air. You know her white counterparts. They was a little <laughs> disheveled. And my girl Disheveled. walked off and did what she had to And she never so shout out to Miss Rose, honey. All right. Yeah. What's the next song about a topic? I'm in a very good mood, y'all. Y'all just like second singer. My scalp is oiled. Um, I'm going to therapy because I like to tell y'all to oil scalp and go to therapy. I'm doing both of those things. <laughs> and hair's done, hair's cut, and <laughs> Nails done, feet done. Yes! Living life, child. Y'all see me or you not the visuals, the visual people. I look a mess right now. Fleek day this weekend, you know. Fleek day this weekend. Don't play with them. A little after the norm, but let's with y'all mammy. Yes. Play with that hole. Black excellence. It says 28-year-old Shaquina McKenzie becomes the first 
black female judge in her city. Um, do we know her city? I followed her on Instagram too, and I was reading some of her story. I don't know her city. But no, that is didn't get her city. But, but that, go we'll ahead. post it on our um Instagram. She that's very mon, very monumental. Mon, mon, yeah, y'all know the word, damn it. That is a very big milestone. Mm-hmm. First of all, to become a judge, if you know law school already is at that is you gotta go through that. That's 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 tough. And then you become a judge, and then you become the first black judge. Go ahead and make history, Miss Shaquina. Shout out to the black history in the making, honey. No, that's not Miss Shaquina. That's who? That's Judge McKenzie to you. Okay, Judge Kenzie. Judge, Judge Toller. Judge Toller. And stop talking in my courtroom. <laughs> she's not a girl. She's, she's a, not a girl. <laughs> judge. Yeah, she's not a girl. Okay. Shout out to Mackenzie, though. Congratulations, girl. You better stop calling her Mackenzie, child. That's Judge Mackenzie. Judge Mackenzie. My bad. Judge Mackenzie, child. Don't play. That's your, oh, that's your honor to you. <laughs> so let's get into this next talk about it topic. Let's talk about it. It says, um, I passed the bar. Yes. Yeah, so congratulations to Mr. Mar- Marquise. Yes, Mr. Mar- Marquise. Fendley Smith Esquire because y'all he's a lawyer now. So shout mm-hmm. out to shout out to um Mr. Marquise Quise Quise Keese yes whatever hallelujah amen. He said I passed the bar not abolish it. It's a test of resources not minimum competency and exists as little more than a barrier to diversity in the profession. So that brings us to our first talk about a topic. We're going to talk about um standardized testing and how they are rooted in racism yes two minutes you can go ahead jay start with the people job um so i would just like to say i'm from ohio where it's a requirement that you pass the standardized test to graduate high school Mm -hmm. and if you don't pass those tests so what's the name what's the name of the test yes the names of there's multiple tests so the main test is called the air test you know ask me what the acronym stands for don't know don't care that's it um and then the other one is called the map test Mm -hmm. and then it was one more um i can't remember what that but you know so that test was it was an english test there was um a math portion there was a science portion there was a social studies portion and all those tests you for your four years of high school you had to get to 18 points if the girls didn't have 18 points they weren't walking on that stage we're gone <laughs> but and I kid you not, when I used to study for those tests, child, the shit we used to learn in school was not on that motherfucking test. It was like, what the fuck is this? I ain't study for this shit. I did not. I was like, that's why I'm studying now. But I was like, child, what the fuck is this bullshit? Because I just didn't understand it. But you know, a real bitch did it. She passed. Yeah. And she never gave a what? A fuck. Shout out to 22, class of 22. Yeah. Out, but uh, um, so I so like it's like in Michigan, it's not it's different in Michigan. So like you don't have to. I'm trying to think. It's not no, it's not a test that you have to like. You have to pass in order to graduate. 
I'm thinking. It's not a test. You know, it's like you have to make sure, you know, you have the grades, you know, the, the GPA has to be over, mm-hmm. you know, a certain GPA. Um, but every school is different, though. I will say that because the school that I went to was private charter. So our requirements was different from public school requirements because I later found out that if you went to public school here in Michigan, you didn't have to have community service hours to graduate. But at my school, I had to have at least 40 hours of community service to graduate. So, but I, I do, I just do the community service because, you know, I'm just that one and never that two. But um, it's no, because a lot of times, no, actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. My senior and junior year of high school, I had an internship. My first year, my junior year of internship, um, my junior year of high school, I had an internship with the radio station. So I wasn't getting paid for that. So those, I, and I was actually working like nine hours, eight hours. It was a very long time. It was very good though. It taught me a lot of the things. And that's how we are having this podcast now today. But, um, shout out to the podcast. Shout out, shout out to the radio station. Shout out to 910 FM girl, Miss my boss, Miss Lavonia. She said she listens to this. I was like, oh, I'm so honored. But um, but no, so I used those hours that I worked for like community service hours. Like, but I had finished my community service for high school, like my my by my sophomore year of high school, by my second year I was done. But like I had extra hours and stuff like that. But no, so there's no test that you really have to like pass, like like to take in order to pass. Like you have the SAT, ACT, you take that. You know those are for colleges though. So usually, like I said, you have to have your your community service for my school community service, your grades, you know, your GPA has to be over a certain, um, you know, thing. And then that was it. I mm. think that's really it. But we did, we did have standardized tests. So we had like the MEEP, it was called the MEEP. And then they changed into the M-STEP. Um, I think, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to one-up you. I think it was Michigan. I'm, I can't. We honest, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the acronym. I thought I ate. They said, "Give me that yeah, But okay. But it was like it was something like it was a, basically to see, you know, what the children are learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was M step and meet, and then that was really it. But like, we didn't really have any tests. Like, you had to pass in order to graduate. If if there was, I just really don't remember. I really don't high school has been so long ago even when I graduated two years ago but so um I, as I was reading um is and I was reading about these different tests like these state tests that you have to take or nation test nationwide tests you have to take a lot of these tests were created back in the 40s and in the 50s um I I know that the ACT was created in the 20s it was created in the 20s and they had actually brought this to our attention. The tests are created by who? Um, doctors, lawyers, dentists. Um, who else did we say? Um, people in the business industry, business management. Um, there's very few educators who actually create these tests. So long story short, they test us on stuff that we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The, the test, I know the ACT was created in the 20s and then it was rolled out in like the 40s and the 50s. Um, but as I was reading, it says that a lot of times 
like it's like a 40 percent of like black students don't excel on these tests because of the resources in their schools so if you live in a predominantly black area let's say our urban if you if you live in an urban area or if you live in like the hood or where you live in the below the poverty line then obviously if you go to public schools your school is funded not only from the government, the state, but from taxpayers' dollars. So if you compare to, if you live in, um, let's say in Michigan, if you live somewhere in the middle of the hood and your and people in, that's paying the taxes, they're they not paying the taxes, then obviously your research is not that good. But compared to like the schools that like, you know, if you want to like Bloomfield Hills, West Bloomfield schools, all those people out there, they have very good jobs. They are doctors, they are lawyers, they are dentists, they are business people there are CEOs, CFOs. So of course their taxes are higher. So you know your funding and the resources at your school, um, you got basically your school got more coinage than the kids in the in the hood got. Okay. So um the kids that live in like urban er, urban areas, their books tend to be 10 to 12 years old. Um, so if you was in elementary school and you was reading a book and they had on nineties clothing, then yes, your books were old. Um, they were dated. Okay. That's not the curriculum. The, the United States, what do they call the people that's over education It's whatever. Yes. They have upgrade. They have updated their, uh, criteria and what you are learning. That is not that. So a lot of times, and like I said, in these black neighborhoods, they're, resources and their books were like behind they were like 10 to 12 years behind so if you are in third grade and you're reading a book from the 90s about you know what do you learn in third grade division you know but it's like the applications that they were using in the 90s is different now they have all different types of new ways of learning so therefore you are naturally 10 to 12 years behind because the curriculum is not updated um We've seen this during the Jim Crow era. White schools would get new books and they would take those old books from white schools and give them to the black students. And they were behind because this criteria is moving on and they're updating it. And like I said, black people are getting the short end of the stick. Um, black and people, um, people of color, and not just black neighborhoods, but like Hispanic neighborhoods and it says some Asian um, neighborhoods too, um, but I know, like I said, Black neighborhoods and people of color tend to be like 10 to 12 years behind. Their schools' resources are 10 to 12 years behind. Um, and that's sick. That's sick. I, I won't say that was sick and that sucks. But that It sucks, but it's sick too because you are giving us these tests to take. And it's like, we don't one you can't halfway you can't even study for half of these tests shout out to me not studying it's like they tried to like push you to study like um i'll never forget um in my high school so like at my high school every friday was a half of the day um no matter the day of the year it was a half of the day so my junior year of high school uh, um, we had to stay until 4.30 because we had an SAT prep course. Like the school had paid for us the SAT prep course and everything. Um, like I said, I went to private charter school, you know, that's, that's what they do, you know. <laughs> um, 
And I was very like, I remember we used to be mad. Like we would have to like go to this court, like because we, we used to want to go home. Who would I want to go home from school at 1230? Um, but it was just like we had to really stay after. And I was really upset. Like, I don't want to, I want to go home, but blah, blah, blah. And we had to take, yo, we had to take this course. Like they was, cause I think they, my school was insane. Like we pay like $7,000 for each student. Now mind y'all, like I said, I went, my school was private charter. It was only 12 of us in a graduating class. So that is still some quaintance y'all spinning, but it's not <laughs> like y'all, paying, it's not like this is, a, this is a public high school with like a graduating class of like 300 kids, girl, bye. But yes, we have to stay after and, for these we had to stay after and prep for the SAT and y'all it was to be crucial it was so detrimental y'all I used to fall asleep and I used to be so irritated and agitated and I'm like I don't ugh but when we like learned the test when we was doing the the prep course y'all when we got the test I didn't feel prepared (laughs) I didn't feel prepared whatsoever didn't do good on the math, didn't do good on science, but baby, on that English and that paragraph, y'all already know who did good, because y'all know I can cuss and fuss, and I will read you up and down like the book that you are, so I did good on that part, I did good on that part, so, and I'm like, I ain't going to school for math anyway, I thought so, but, (laughs) I thought so, but um, until I got up in that radio station, they was like, all right, all right, we're going to start at this time and that time and add that time up. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute, I'm over to count with my fingers. I'm like, child. <laughs> Girl, the radio station humbled me, okay? It's like, you're going to do some math, okay? But um, yes, it's just like, I didn't feel prepared and a lot of kids don't because the tests are not made by educators. They are made by people who have had extensive training and they have been to school for a plethora of years doctor you've been to school for eight years they don't give you the material to study for these tests you want us to study but you're not giving me the material the things that i need to go study to succeed on this test and a lot of times the schools don't have the money to give it to you that's the that's the thing a lot of times schools don't have the money um, they push you to study, 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 like do good, do good, blah, blah. But it's like they don't have the coin. They don't have the money to give. A lot of like the DP, Detroit Public Schools, they ain't had the money to send them kids to no SAT prep course like my school did. Or, you know, sometimes the public schools, they only pick a handful of kids that they think that they're Because there's a lot of damn kids too in public school. How many students was in your, in your whole high school? Um, about roughly nine something 900 and some students see yes in my whole high school it was probably was about 200 students oh yes it was 900 something of us but my um graduating class was 106 yeah so like my graduating class like i said was 12 (laughs) i can count them (laughs) on my fingers but then we, we looked up these statistics and it says um, we looked at statistics for the bar exam because a bar exam is another form of like standardized testing that you have to do is like to to get your law license, um, to get your license to practice law. Um, it says amongst white men and women taking the bar exam for the first time, 88% passed. Okay. By comparison, 66 of black first time test takers passed the bar. 
this is 2020. They don't have the they don't have the, the stats for this year because they just rolled out the results for the bar like oh like three almost a month ago. They don't have those stats yet. But this is 2020. They said this was the highest number of black first time um, test takers that that for the bar exam. 66 percent. Okay. 76 percent were Hispanic, and then 78 percent were Hawaiians, and 78 of Native American and 80% were Asian. So it went whites, Asians, Hawaiians, Native Americans, and then the blacks um, that succeeded on the bar, that passed. And that's just like, it it shows through our education system all the way until you want to go to law school or you want to become a doctor and... Y'all need to, like, I, I do feel like they need to, well, they also, I think they have gotten rid of the SAC, ACT. I think they've gotten rid of that. Because I know the last year graduating class, they didn't have to submit scores. And I was mad about it. A lot of schools aren't, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of universities aren't um, allowing, well, offering students not to submit their scores. But you know what, that also is going to have to, they're going to have to make that up in their personal essays and those um, activity extracurriculars yes baby that my personal statement was eating it was eating the girls up i remember when i gave my counselor that she was like she cried she said this is amazing i said i know i lied on half of it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes my english teacher she gave me a hug and cried i said girl stop trying to make girl, me cry. this is like, hey. this is all a lie to get the white man's money girl what are you talking about <laughs> you guys had to fluff up my story a little. Okay, fluff it up. Okay, I was on the basement. I was on. I was sitting on the basement floor eating raw noodles, child. In my personal <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote like I was Poe in that statement. You hear me? <laughs> you better eat the girls up, little poor black gay boy. <laughs> Yes, I told them girls that I stayed in a homophobic home. It was very challenging for me to be very toxic for you. <laughs> yes. They said, girl, they, they was Mrs. Rio that like, oh my gosh. Because one school was paying half of my tuition. I think that's probably why they was going to pay half my tuition because my personal statement was just that one and never that two. Mm-hmm. But they do need to get, I think they have gotten rid of, like, you have to send them in. Um, but if you want to go to Ivy, you're going to have to send them scores in, boo. Um, when I was going through my white face, I thought I wanted to go to an Ivy League school until I seen how much work I had to put in to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I was like, I don't want to be surrounded by white people all my life. I've been surrounded by y'all all my damn life. So Child, that's why I go to the HBCU now. Shout out to the HBCU. Shout out to the HBCU, the Horsley. I said the Horsley. The historically black colleges and university, child. Y'all better go to HBCU. Where it's very family orientated. Not orientated. I meant oriented. <laughs> you said did you say orientated again, child? He said orientated. Not my day because I'm orientated. <laughs> but the ghetto uh, closing remarks for the people get rid of the damn test <laughs> yes if you're going to give the girls the test at least give them the material to study the material to study and make sure it's the, the that y'all giving us a study is on the actual test mm. 
I'm tired of learning how to add in school in my stuck prep course. And then I get and I got to learn how to do Pythagorean thing. Y'all didn't teach me that. Uh, PEMDAS. PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Fuck Aunt Sally. Fucking Sally. Parentheses. What does E stand for? I told you I'm not good at math. Um, Equations? No. Exponents. Exponents. M, multiplication. Division. (laughs) Add, subtract. Pim dead ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have our last talk about it topic where... Mm -hmm. I've seen this on the real. Now, if y'all know me, I live my life like a middle-aged white woman who watches daytime television during the day and sits on the couch with my three-pound Yorkie. <laughs> but um, on the real, I'll just on the real, they had actually brought this up. And I was like, oh my God, this is like really a good topic to talk about. It said, could you date someone... Uh, with different religious beliefs than you. It says here okay. are nine, it says here are nine things to consider. One moment, y'all. I had this queued up. I was a little unprofessional. Okay, child, because I was about to say I thought we was getting into the protecting. Oh, we're gonna get into that next. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Don't worry. You said last. I was like, hold on. I said last talk about it. Oh, I thought we was last right. talk about it. Okay, it says, number one, how important are your beliefs to you? Number two, what will your family think about him or her? Number three, how much are you willing to compromise? Number four, is this just the fling? Number five, are you willing to partake in their religious rituals? Number six, what about your children's beliefs? Number seven, did you want the same things out of the relationship? Do you want the same things out of relationships? I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. Do you want the same things out of the relationship? Number eight, can you keep an open mind? And the last one, what wins, the pros or the cons? So, Dave, would you be with somebody that has different religious beliefs than you? Um, so I've been, you know, thinking about this because, you know, we rec- we recorded this show. Y'all, let me tell you, we, we recorded this episode and then I messed up on my end and I was like, Dave, we got to re-record this. So I'm thinking about my answer from last week and this week because, you know, last week it was like, okay. No, your answer was hell no. Nah, I ain't laying down with no nigga that don't believe in what I believe. And they got to believe what I, he got to be down with G-O-D. And it's still hell nah. But... <laughs> But like as long as long as we can, um, well, I don't know because I want to see you in heaven. I want to see you in heaven. I just, I just don't know, and I don't want to confuse my our children. Um, forget them kids. As long (laughs) they know, I just (laughs) I'm a big advocate for it. Yes, I don't know, but as long as there's no disrespect towards my religion and you know obviously i'm not going to disrespect anything over there um maybe it just all depends on how the whole if we get married thing how that's going to work because <laughs> we're married in church under the lord you want to get married in the church mm-hmm. that's cute i don't 
I don't want to get married in church. I, I already got my marriage. I already had my wedding planned out. It's going to be a Martha's Vineyard. It's going to be a three-day. Y'all just, y'all be ready. I already have it planned out. I just got to find the, I just have to find my spouse. That's it. Mm-hmm. We got a we have we have one good candidate, but we we gonna <laughs> hey we need code names. We're gonna we need to talk after this, okay? <laughs> we need to come up with some. We got code. I, I I remember we did have a code name. We did have a code name for him. I'm about to text it to you. The potential, the potential. Yes, I had a code name. We had a code name for him. Oh, I remember the code name for somebody else what was the co- what was the code name say the code name it's gonna give it away i'm what was the you can say it go ahead what was the code big name x. huh big x big x yeah that was somebody i was talking to yes it, you, i think you're thinking of it you're thinking in too deep it's not it's don't think into deep <laughs> that weekend big <laughs> you remember what you texted in the group chat no, I don't remember when I texted the group chat. We had the skirt off from the gas station. Big X! No! Yes. You're talking about B-I-G-X. You're talking about B-I-G-G-E-E-X. Oh yeah, that man is long gone out the picture. That he was, he didn't even, he didn't even have, he didn't even meet the criteria to be nobody's husband. If he, if he wanted to on his good day, um, but could I? Yes, could you? Okay, back to my answer. No, I could not. I could not. I could not. I'm sorry to all the men out there that's not Christian or don't believe in Jesus, because my God, you know, everybody got a God. They say God. If it ain't Jesus, it ain't with God. So yeah, people love to say people love to say God, but they don't believe in Jesus. So, but what about you? Um, as you already know, we said this. Um, I have I have talked to some. I don't I don't even want to say I dated this man, <laughs> but I did date someone who wasn't who didn't believe. I don't know. He didn't have religion. I think he was just like atheist. But sometimes when you're atheist, you don't believe in nothing. But he was just like, you know, aimlessly moving through life. Um, he didn't believe in some. He didn't believe in God or Jesus. He, he said he didn't believe in that. Like he wasn't. He wasn't for it. Um, and I remember y'all. He had open heart surgery. <laughs> it's not funny that he had open heart surgery because he could have died. But yeah, open heart surgery. And I was trying to be nice. And I was. And I basically was just like, you know what? If I was like, it'll all work out. I say God has a plan. He's like, you know, I don't believe in that. He's like, you know, I don't believe in that. Like, why are you talking about that? Like, see, that's why you're getting your damn heart fixed on now. You better stop being ugly, guys. <laughs> you better stop being ugly, guys. But y'all know, um, I could not date um, anyone with, different, with a different religion. But I tried it, and it just didn't work. Uh, I want to be able, me and whoever he is, um, I want me and them, him, to come together and I want us to come to the Lord together. And I want to cover you and I want you to be able to cover me. Um, I don't, it's just like when things, life does bring a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. I don't want, when something like crazy comes up, I want you to be able, I want us to be able to turn to prayer and I want us to look to God. 
don't want you to be confused or like you don't know what's going on and blah, blah. A lot of times when things just like go, when life just happens, I know it's God. And I don't, that's probably why I don't kind of stress about it that much anymore because I know like, you know, it's God. God gonna work it out. And he he does. But it's just like, yeah. Now, Big X, he wasn't an atheist, but he was spiritual. He liked the crystals and the moons, the stars. And let me tell y'all, like me and they said, when you like a nigga, mm. you like a nigga. And mm. you would try to do any and everything to make oil and vinegar work. Uh, <laughs> not, what is it, oil and water? Yes, you would try yeah, to you would try to mix oil and water. And y'all, I was trying to miss it, and I was just like, you know what? He believe in this, and I believe in that. And we just kind of, and I was just like. No, the incense wasn't working. It was burning your nose here. It was yeah, it wasn't working. The incense and it wasn't. And then like it was just uh, he's like grand rising. He was one of them. He was oh. yeah, ho hotep. Big X, mm. ho- Big X was hotep. That's probably why we went through a lot. <laughs> but um, cancel. So I'm just keep my comments. Yeah, but no, yes, like. Mm-hmm. But he was he was knockoff hotel. He wasn't like hotel hotel. But he uh, was knockoff hotel. But um, no, it was just like I couldn't mix it, and I just and I know that I'm about to I'm about to share. This is her radio, y'all, and we gonna give y'all we gonna give y'all some of our personal lives. So I'm about to share something with y'all. <laughs> oh, sis, done left the camera. What's I'm about before? to look. They know when I grab this black notebook. We about to get into some stuff. Y'all, this is what, because I've dealt with a lot of shenanigans, especially I've dealt with a lot of crazy men in the last year, y'all. Like, it's been crazy. It's been a lot of, like, highs, a lot of, like, it's been really crazy. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to write this down. And when I write this down... Is that your notebook? This is my notebook. So I say, you know what? When I, I say, this is my Sierra's prayer, okay? Mm. Get into the new Summer Walker album. Y'all, if I ain't listen, she's still over it. Okay. <laughs> I said, y'all, this is what I want in my spouse, okay? They need to be financially wise because some of y'all don't know how to be financially wise. And I am part of some of y'all. I... I don't know how to be frugal. What is frugal? So therefore, you have to be financially wise. And I'm learning how to be financially wise. So I'm going to get there. Yeah. Financially wise. Emotionally available. Okay? Because I've dealt in the last year with some overly emotional men and some men that ain't emotional available at all. So that's that one. Okay? Vocal. He needs to be vocal. Okay? All right? Next one is makes me feel safe. I have been in certain situations with certain people and I'd be like, I don't feel safe right now. (laughs) And I feel helpless. Okay, obviously, I said he has to go to church. And I put the verse Proverbs 1 and 7 next to that when he has to go to church. Then I say he has to read the Bible. Hebrews 2 and 1, okay? I want him to have this characteristic. He needs to be courteous, okay? He needs to be courteous. Um, 
And he has to have perseverance, okay? That's James 1 and 12. I want him to be family-oriented because even though I kind of don't like the kids and I'm, you know, I'm working on the child and the child. The, uh, child. What you call them, the Ninja Turtles? The, the bubble guppies, the, the little mutant Ninja Turtles. I do, I actually want just two. No more than two, because then I'm going to have to start smoking weed after two. <laughs> but... Yes, like I, I'm very family oriented, and I want a little family. Um, he got to be physically active. I don't. You can't be sitting on the couch on the bed all day every day. You don't do nothing. And yes, so he has to be physically active. He has to go to therapy, y'all. This is a very big one. I, I highlighted this one: personal therapy or couples therapy. Both. Oh, okay. Yes, both. He got to do both. <laughs> have you on a personal therapy because if i could suggest couples therapy then that's just like i don't say that's a cop-out but it's a cop-out because it's like i invited you to go but when you go to personal therapy this is something that you personally sought out you sought this person out to you know heal yourself okay so mm-hmm. that's that one that's <laughs> not black <laughs> gotta be black black african-american i said african-american i don't uh, we can get into you know african nigerian we can i i i'm not saying no to that but i want him at least to be black so i don't know it's something about us black people that grew up in america is that like we like we have a we see each other you know all right Okay, I said speaks intelligently. Nah, you ain't gotta walk around here like you know. I have to see the portion, the, the caveat of I don't not all of that. Like you just have to have at least some sense. Like you just like I remember I brought Big X around. I bought Big X around one of my cousins. And I don't know why I brought Big X around my bougie cousin. And I brought Big X around my bougie cousin. And it was like, mm. And I remember we got done after after he left. He, she was like, mm. So, he talks like that on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I don't like the way he speaks. Not talk as in like your voice, but the way that you speak, your vernacular. Let's say that, vernacular. Okay. He is honest, cause y'all niggas be lying. Y'all the niggas smallest shit. <laughs> the smallest be, shit. Like, why do y'all lie so much? It, like you said, it'd be the smallest thing. Like you could ask a nigga, "What you doing?" No, no, I'm nothing. I'm just chilling. Whole time he he at the mall in the Gucci store. Buying up everything. You could just say you at the mall. Like, why did, like, I'm just like, you just, like, why are you, or you could ask a question and they'd be like, no. And then you find out later, like, why did you lie? Like, I, I, I'm gonna find out. One thing about me, one thing about KSM, I'm gonna find out. Cause we have FBI over this way, baby. <laughs> okay. The Federal Bureau, the Federal Bureau, the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is me and Day. Mm-hmm. Don't play. And we the SWAT team. We'll bust a nigga door down. Don't act too hasty. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan say she busting windows at your car. At your car. You know, we, I, you know, uh, I, mm-hmm. if y'all need to bust a nigga windows out, hit me up. I always want to do that. I don't mess with dogs. I don't mess with blatant dogs. 
dogs, niggas that's just been like dogs to my face. Like you just a dog. No, but if you want to bust somebody windows out, let me know because I want to do that. Yes. But dang, I we didn't put this on the internet. That ain't gonna know. Well, hell. I got I got the money to get out of jail. It's okay. I got the money. And and I and I have the Esquires. Okay. And I have a and girl, I have plethora. I got a plethora of lawyers in this family. So bring it on, Wayne County. <laughs> we'll be at. We'll be in this Wayne County courthouse dancing, child. Let's just but, um, on a Friday because I ain't trying to spend a weekend. I said, okay, then the last one's generous. Um, generous of others. I'm third. You put, you know, guy first, other seconds. I'm third. Girl, um, speaking of, I'm third. Girl, did you know I won that? He won. I. It's we had. We used to go to the summer camp, y'all. Long story short, we used to go to the summer camp, and we just had this big award called the I'm Third Award. And it's basically like this whole week they observe all the kids and they see like who really was like put others, put guy first, other second, and I'm third. It's like a very big award. Hey kids across america and you know they won it you know because he was third he only won it one time no y'all because y'all know after that he started acting bad at camp um <laughs> no that was after my track record because after the track record after my track record. that was the last year before covid happened okay the year i didn't go with y'all yeah yes that was the year y'all day grew so much mentally and emotionally that year mm-hmm. i was so proud of sir i really was I used to break bitches' necks. <laughs> Y'all, Dad used to be a menace. I remember that year we was in Canon, and we was in the same. We we used to be in the same topic, but we used to be in the we used to be in the same cabin together, y'all. And Day was just like, I had to save Day from a fight like every day one week, and I was tired. I was so tired. I'm like, Day, you can't keep trying to fight everybody, please. And yes. <laughs> Day is short, y'all. Day is little. Mm-hmm. Day is very little, y'all. I think I think like the fourth day, you was just like, bitch, fuck it. I'm not gonna keep holding you back. I tore that bitch a new asshole, bitch. Because if you know me, I don't fight. <laughs> so when it start getting a little too rowdy and people trying to break free to get to day, and y'all gotta come at me first, I'm like, day, we're trying to lace up your boots and get to get to work. You better mop the flow with him because I said I'm not getting hit. What and mess up the money maker? I'll be damn. I will be sick. I used to scrub the ground, but I said the I said the day I get in the fight, I'll be sick, y'all. <laughs> they didn't they they got me. They got me. But no, and I said has great communication skills, forgives for and forgive and forgiving. And then we tied the I put some other stuff in there about sexual intercourse, but we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put that on. <laughs> That's Mary Funk business. But um, yes, I want to date somebody, and I want to date somebody that has the same religious beliefs as me. And so that we can conquer the world together with the same mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't need you trying to rub flowers and rocks together. And I'm over here. And my prayer closet face down, praying to the Lord. The rocks in the it ain't gonna work. And for me, for me. It's gonna cause confusion. Shout out to the people who's doing it, who have if you are unequally yoked, then that's you. Amen. Praise God. You did it. Mm-hmm. I, but like Sus <laughs> said, that's just not what floats our boat over here. Okay. Still that ship somewhere else. Because <laughs> these bitches. 
It ain't docking at this dock. It's not. It ain't, it ain't docking at this port, okay? okay? Well, let's get into our last topic of the night. This is our main topic for the night, y'all. Um, let's put our visuals up on the screen for the people so we can tell them why are we talking about this okay i'm putting all four of at the same time okay go ahead do that we never gave a what a fuck all right it says father stabbed his daughter's boyfriend to death after finding out he sold her into sex into a sex trafficking ring body found a year later in trunk next one Man seen in viral video attempting to break into women's home, identified by his mother, hasn't been arrested. The lady, um, the lady who home he tried to break into said, "On Tuesday, a man followed me home, attempted to break in. He had zip ties, put on gloves. He tried breaking every window, shoving open, shoving open my front door. He tore my balcony screen off. The attack lasted 15 minutes while I waited for the police. He." He fled before they were before they arrived. And then the last one is man seen chasing women into her apartment in viral video arrested for the 38th time. And then this is on the 38th. I really need that to sink in in these people's head. 38 times. She been arrested 38 times. Child. I'd be scared to go to jail. I just don't, I just think who the fuck is prosecuting him? He needs to 38. Hell nah. He needs to be they prob- but they're probably petty though. Oh no. They're probably petty. They have to be petty. 38 times. When they a when black they- man in New York arrested for the 38th time, it has to be petty offenses. New well, York I, politics well, are they should left that shit out then because when they put 38, I'm thinking 38 times chasing different women to their motherfucking houses or that, that's what you yeah. These probably are petty offenses. They really have to be. But you can take that down. You can take that down. But that brings us into our topic for the day. We are talking about violence against women. Mm-hmm. And what really, like, made us talk about this is because, like, we seen, I seen all three of those stories in the same week, like, back to back. I seen, the first one I seen was the apartment video where literally he chased her and she closed the door right before he entered. I seen that one first. And then I seen the lady with the, um, with the, he was trying to break his house for 15 minutes straight. And then I seen the father one. And I'm like, this is sick. It's fuck. And, and then we also seen the train, but we talked about that last week. Yeah, we talked about that last week. If you didn't listen to our episode last week, little bussy or little boosie, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, we talked about um, a woman who, a 19-year-old woman, black woman who was sexually assaulted, physically and sexually assaulted on a Philadelphia train, and passengers just literally watched her and recorded her while she was in daytime literally in broad daylight while she was being attacked and it's just like we said last week we talk about we scream um what we scream black lives matter we sing we scream black lives matter we scream protect black women protect women and then it's just like what in the fudge 
Now, where's the protection? Where is the protection? Now, this is the first thing I've realized. This is the first thing that came to my mind when I seen these. All of these men, they give me egotistic vibes. Like they've never been shut down or rejected by women. Mm. And a lot of women, a lot of men have very frag- fragile egos. Like I've seen it firsthand. Like I'd be out with my female friends. Hey, hey, beautiful. They'd be like, hey, you with the fat ass. <laughs> like that's gonna get anybody's attention. Let, let, let me talk to you right quick. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. Fuck you, bitch. You stuck up and ugly anyway. Like what? Damn, sir. Calm down. Oh, because she said no, thank you. She could have been like, uh-uh, I don't want your broke ass, but she politely said she no. Said no. You. But a lot of times, it's just like, even if she said, I don't want your broke ass, a lot of times, a lot of men, they don't approach women in a very nice way. Mm-hmm. They don't, it'd be like, first of all, hey, I remember the first time some, a dude tried to talk to me, he said, hey, <laughs> so don't ever address me as A. But she said B. Are you going to say C? Then I'm going to say D. And you're going to say E? I'm going to say F. Then G H I. The alphabetical legend himself. <laughs> but it's just like, who wants to be approached in that manner? A? Yeah. But these men have very fragile egos. And you tell them no. And the problem is that Y'all wide body, fat arm mamas and aunties have been coddling them all of their lives. My nephew don't do nothing wrong. My nephew this, my nephew that, my nephew this, my nephew that. They coddle black, they coddle us black men because I'm I'm included in that too. They coddle us black men and they let y'all do what y'all do. For instance, black, young little black boys, they are allowed to have girlfriends. They are allowed to go out, be late out at night. But little black girls got to be in the house by 12, 1 o'clock. Mm. Barely 12, 11 o'clock because of the simple fact of them being a woman. Which is sad to say, like, it's violence against women in these streets, as y'all see. But y'all coddle black, y'all coddle men in general, not even just black men. Because men in general, y'all coddle these men and then... Y'all don't teach them like if a woman say no, it's no, it's no. But y'all teach these men it's a man's world that if a woman, a woman supposed to do this, a woman supposed to do that. No, a woman don't gotta do nothing. She is not your mama. She is not your mammy. Summer Walker said it the best. She said, I want to start with your mama. She should have whooped your ass. Thank you. That's the point. It's just like some of these men, mamas ain't teach them. And I'm very thankful that my mom taught me, like my mother taught me a lot of things and she didn't coddle me. She didn't like, you know, raise me with a sense of male privilege. Um, But I know a lot of men that just, they expect things to come to them because of the fact of them being a man. And that's, that, that, that's not the case whatsoever. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, these men don't know how to be rejected. 
because he chased that woman into her apartment. He, I said, he had to have, she probably was walking down the street to her building. He probably was like, let me talk to you. She said, no, he got offended, followed her home, chased her home. She probably started running, chased her home. Then now you at the door banging because you mad because she said, no, it's plenty of fish in the sea. I'm glad baby knew which key to put in the lock because child, it was close, y'all. It y'all watched the video, guy. it was close. It was close. She closed the door and he ran right up as soon as she closed. It was like literally a second later. Yes, he was at that door. Like, and, and it was the same thing ahead. with the other one. With the lady with, she was on her porch. She was on her porch with her dog. Yeah. And then she saw him walking up. She started getting her little poodle together. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, come on, let's go. What's going on here, sir? Why are you walking up on me? I don't know you like that. Yeah. And, and so, he for 15 minutes. 15 minutes? I, I, I have too much. I have money to make. I could have made, I could have made, I could have made a band in 15 minutes. Talk about it. Don't ask me how, but <laughs> let me stop. I'm talking crap, but it was just like, when I seen the father who killed this man, I said, Lord, we got to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. I'm sick because everybody was screaming, free the daddy. And they ain't going to free him, y'all, because he killed him a year ago and they just found his body. He waited too long and and he didn't even report. He didn't report it. Like they found, they found the body. Like he was found by, I'm guessing your local authorities. So obviously they ain't gonna free him. The daddy ain't watched Lifetime enough to get rid of the body. I don't know what he. They said I don't know. I didn't get the. I didn't read the caption when they. But I you know, some some people was. I was reading the, some of the comments, and some people was like, "Oh, the daddy need to be locked up because at the end of the day, he still killed that boy and yada yada yada." Okay, now what y'all would have said if that daddy would have never found his daughter, and his daughter would have end up dead. Or yeah, still missing right now. Because he sold her into sex trafficking. Let me tell y'all something. The sex trafficking, human trafficking industry, I think it's a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. They make, these people make bank of literally snatching little girls, little boys, because they snatch men up too. They yeah. literally, they literally make so much money from literally snatching people up and selling them into this whole arena of human trafficking. Um, and we did our research as me and they do here, as we do on the, uh, on her radio pod, we do our research and we seen, and we looked up sex trafficking and human trafficking. And we learned this, there are three types of human trafficking we have sex trafficking um then we have labor trafficking and then we have sex and labor so that means you're screwing and you're working um and after that we've seen uh, that california consistently has the highest human trafficking rates in the united states with 1500 cases reported in 2019 that is 1,507 cases that were literally, literally reported to the people. I had a brain fart. <laughs> and that's only the cases that's been reported, y'all. So just think of that little-ass number and how big California is. That 15, little-ass number. 1,500. But that's a lot of cases to report of people being human trafficked. And let's, because, let's, they didn't even tell us all those cases were solved either. So, and then here's the thing too: those cases, and I want y'all, I want y'all to realize this. 
1,500 cases. A case could range from one to 100 people. So just because it's 1,500 cases, that could mean it could be about, we could be talking about 7,000 people in just 1,500 cases. We don't know how many people is actually included in the case, but those are just cases reported. Because it was one case that they had found, they found a group of girls in the basement. I think it was like a group of like, I think it was 75 girls they found in the basement. And that was, that's, that's a case. That's literally one case. Damn. And if I'm wrong, correct me. I love to be corrected. Who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> but, the, but those, that's a high number. 1,500. That was 2019. 2020, I don't know, because of COVID, I don't know if the, the rates went down. I'm guessing they went up. I just imagine the rates probably went up just because it was just so crazy. And, you know, even though people was in, a, in their house, people were still going out. And that was and, just making them an easier target. Like, oh, shit, ain't nobody yeah. talking, and then, talking about COVID. So they ain't worried about no sex traffic and shit. And then, too, right. So like you going out, you was once at the grocery store. Let's say some a woman is at the grocery store, she gets snatched up. People aren't going to be, in my mind, they aren't going to be so concerned for her. They won't like let's say, for instance, pre-COVID, you your friend gets snatched up and y'all have y'all, y'all had plans to go out to brunch on Saturday. Your friend ain't show up, you ain't hear nothing from it. But because of COVID, people were literally in their own isolated bubbles. So they was minding their business. So it was just really like, I don't know. Like y'all, I don't and y'all picking up what I'm trying to put down. Like people were literally like minding their business in their own little cocoons and their shells. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yeah, we checked on other people. We made other people was good, but like, we weren't as concerned. We was concerned about COVID, y'all. We was just really concerned about the people getting sick, going to the hospital, dying. That was like on the main agenda. So I'm I'm actually look that up and see if that if those numbers went up during COVID because I could imagine the numbers went up, right? And they was too busy worried about people that's dying that they can and then we started to look at the other states delaware is the next one then missouri then michigan my state and then it's texas um it's just like these numbers like delaware 3.84 per 100k like that those numbers are high those are high numbers of people being human trafficked and it says that it is believed mainly that human trafficked victims are children and women they are exploited for begging child pornography and child labor child labor is a very big one we hear about child labor all the time they got the kids working yes since the kids are young and everything that that's just gone they can work and i stop uh-uh them babies need to break yes um then, as we read, I said, y'all, United, the the America is not this. America is not cracked up with it. What is it's not given what it's supposed to gain, because it says the United States is ranked at is ranked one of the worst countries globally for human trafficking. 
I'm gonna read that one more time for the people in the back. The United States is ranked one of the worst countries globally for human trafficking. Damn, and we supposed to be the home of the free, the land of the brave. This is sick. Then a lot of the sex trafficking victims are 20% white, 40% black. And then the human trafficking, which not labor trafficking. Okay, my bad, sorry. Sex trafficking victims are 20% most likely to be white, 40% most likely to be black. Compared to labor trafficking victims are 63% Hispanic and 17% Asian, which I do believe because Hispanics, they do be working. They be working them illegally and they now they be working the people illegally. Not saying that they are illegal, but I'm saying they work them illegally because of the impact of them just being Hispanic. And I think they just going to work. Um, same thing with the Asian people. Now, sex traffic victims. You see how 26% are likely to be white and there's a 40% there's a 40% chance of them of the victim being black. So that means that black women and black children and we're going to say black men too cuz they are they can be sexually they can be um sexual they can be sex trafficked too I'm stuttering are under attack. It's literally double of white people. And they be looking they be looking, y'all. And I'm a, this is so crazy. Um, this weekend, like I went to a wedding, y'all. Um, so at the wedding, we all stayed at one hotel. We all stayed at one hotel, and we like everything was at the hotel. Everything, the everything was at the hotel. So my little cousin, I have three little cousins, and they we all had on pajamas. It was like a little pajama day before the wedding, you know, people got the pajamas on the robes and the people of the cousin of the bride and you're getting your makeup done, your hair done, you know, you're doing all of that. And y'all, my cousin told me that my, my, my older cousin told me that my little cousins were in the lobby and they had their robes on. Cause we all had on our pajamas, y'all. They had their little robes on and the robes was like little short robes. That was like little short silky robes. The little white man, he started tapping his leg. And if and if y'all don't know what that means, that means he's getting excited because he's seen these little black girls. Oh hell nah. We should have found that was a and my cousin, my cousin told them she like, y'all stay in this room. Y'all not going nowhere else. And they they was and they had to stay in the room. They couldn't go. Because it's just like, and this is the problem. We teach little black girls how to be like safe. That they don't get to be kids. Mm-hmm. They don't have the opportunity to be kids. They don't have the opportunity to be little girls. We teaching them that shit. We teaching them be safe. Blah blah blah. We gotta watch out for. Like there has there should be no reason why my little cousins couldn't be in the lobby of the hotel or just just be kids. Period. Because the white man is tapping his leg, he's getting excited in the lobby. He's he was sitting that lobby for a minute too. Had to be about an hour, and they had to be restrained to one room just because of him. Just because of him, because a grown man, a pedophile, can't keep his thoughts and his actions together. He can't keep it together, Mm. and that's where it really comes down to. As I look at these numbers, like forty percent black and twenty twenty six percent white. They literally looking for the little black girls. They looking for the black women. 
They're literally looking. That's their target. And it's sad because, like I said, Black women are always on the defense. Yes, they are. They can't go out and be free. They can't go out and do like me. If I walk down the street at night, I'm cool. I don't. I don't have like in the back of my mind like, oh my god, I gotta be careful. But like black women do. Gotta watch out for men hollering and heckling them at them. You gotta watch out for other people trying to run up on you. They trying to run up on you for the simple fact of being one. My cousin, literally, my older my cousin, she's my age. Halloween, she um Halloween, she was out. And some dude ran up on her. But she said she whooped his ass, though. She said she got him good, child. She, she said she whooped his ass so good that the dude that attacks her called the police. <laughs> I said, how to attack somebody and call the police? She said she beat him good. She she told him up. Yes, she, she told him up. So, Yana, love you, girl. You told him up. And yes, but... Like, literally, like, my cousin was Halloween. Like, she didn't, like, I would, if, if that was me, I wouldn't be thinking, like, okay, like, let me, like, let me be okay. Like, let me just have my guard up. Like, this is so crazy. It's literally happening to people in my own family that Black women have to be on the defense 24-7. They have no place, no space for them to be authentically themselves. And then you add this on top of that. It's given they always have to be somebody else or act like somebody else. They can't, they can't just be a woman. They they have to actually always have their guards up. That's why a lot of people would be like, oh, black women are so um aggressive, they're so raunchy, they're so loud and ghetto. That's just not them. They don't do that on purpose. They that actually have to protect pr- protect themselves. That's a protective mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. Yes. It is. And a lot of times black women act a certain way towards y'all because, like we said, it's a protective mechanism. Like it turns you off from them. We don't they don't want to be bothered with you. So then they do certain things that be like, oh, I don't want to talk to her. Cause she, she don't want she ain't want to be bothered in the first place. Right. Um, and you really just don't know nowadays what people's intentions are. Even back then, you still never knew. So now they just prepare. Good intention, bad intentions. You gonna yeah. get it. and back to our back to our cases and our back to the topic. It says that a lot of these businesses, because uh, like I said this human trafficking is a business, y'all. It's a billion dollar industry. A lot of them, they aren't. A lot of times we think of like big white vans that pull up and just like open door and snatch you up and pull you in. That is actually they have they that's that that's old school. They don't do that no more. These people are smart. Y'all think y'all two steps ahead? They're ten steps ahead. They know what to do. So a lot of them are spa businesses and hotel and motel based businesses like like one lady she was at a hotel room had her own hotel room the hotel front desk person gave somebody a random man a key to her hotel room he came in a hotel room like trying to like she said she had to fight the man y'all he was like shaking her up like but she said she felt like he was trying to attack her and so she went on there and ripped them a new one because you gave 
somebody a key to somebody else's room. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm not, I'm thinking, and I'm reading this mess. I think a lot of these people, like madams, if y'all don't know what madams is, madams is the, the women who are like, they do the dirty work for the men. Cause y'all know men run this industry, they run in it, but they sit at the table, the boardroom table, counting the money, they, they shoot out the orders. They send the madams out to go recruit the girls. Yeah. A lot of the times, I think these madams and these people that's, that's doing the brains and all the dirty work. I think they go work at these hotels and these massage places and all the other stuff on purpose to get recruitments and and, and clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of times where I've heard black women been approached in public by a madam. Some nice little lady. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just about to say, um, don't always think of a madam as she's gonna be young, she's gonna look like you, she's gonna be a old lady, somebody's grandma. But, to... it could, but no, a madam could not even be young, old either. I think about I I think of an older lady. Well, I was watching this one show where it was based off on a true story, and it was this older lady and her grandsons. She was the madam, and you know they were doing the sex trafficking and that's i just think of an older woman oh i need help could you help me with this and boom but i say that i say no to that because when i worked at the radio station this lady named carla wells um she actually was in the sex trafficking ring she was a madam and she was a madam in her 20s so mm-hmm. that's why I say I don't feel like it's not. I know that it's not an old woman because she was telling me about she was going to get the girls and having the girls do this, and she was having to make it like she was having the girls, and she was basically selling this false dream. And a lot of times, y'all, a lot of stuff be going on in the clubs too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that a lot of she like that was the gateway. She said she got the girls from the club because they was already in the club dancing for money they was already about being by the girls blah blah she said so a lot of times you sell them like oh you're gonna make this money you do this false reality junk then that's the easy way to get them but it says that in the in california um the case is reported with like the hotel base motel or spa 1,200 were, 1200 were females, uh, were women, 149 were men, and 10 were gender minorities. And this is like, y'all, y'all got to be safe out here. Yes, you really have to protect yourself, which brings us to... To... We have partnered with my good sis, Diamond Defense LLC, where she sells her women defense products. Um, She has the tasers. I know she has the tasers. I know she has the like little thing where you can like break the glass of the window, like a window car. She has that. I know she has that. I know she has the stun guns. I know she has like a little thing that you pull off and it makes a siren and it flashes like of something in your danger. Um, she has a lot of stuff. She has a lot of stuff, y'all. Um, and it's not expensive. 
y'all will go spend $50 on some crab legs. And I know y'all did because I just did last weekend. So y'all can go get y'all some defense mechanisms for $30. And if y'all don't want to pay $30, we got something for y'all. Y'all can use code, y'all can use the code I-N-S-T-A, code INSTA, INSTA Mm -hmm. to get you some coins off. But I really want y'all women, Black women, Latina women, I want all women at this point to go get y'all some form of Oh, something of the sort, whether it be this or child, you go use your second amendment and go get you a gun. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, I just want y'all to like show these men that it's not scared and you should protect yourself. Like y'all know, like me and they said last episode, if a nigga get hasty, pop him and we gonna what? Talk about it in court. We gonna answer to it in the court of law. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like I said, if y'all need some lawyers, I have a plethora of lawyers in my family. So just hit DM me. I got y'all. <laughs> you good on a lawyer part? The retainer is five thousand. We got you, boo. So you already know. You already got your lawyer. Mm-hmm. You out? You out in public? Niggas get hasty. Show them your trigger happy. Wait, what's it called? Tr- what's it? Finger trigger happy? I don't trigger, know. Trigger happy. Yeah. Trigger happy finger. Yes. But really, like, all jokes aside, like, this, like, this is, y'all see the numbers? This is just cases that's reported. These are just things that, these are, like, three stories that were just on the internet. Think about all the other cases and all the other stories that we don't know about. So, y'all better go ahead and please protect yourselves hit up my girl diamond defense llc and get y'all y'all stuff because i hate to see women living in fear Mm -hmm. and i hate to see us having to teach our little black girls to be on the defense because of we don't know how to teach a man how to control his ego or how to just be a decent damn human being and let him fucking know that the world don't revolve around you, nigga. It's not your world. It's <laughs> man's world. It's God's world. Don't play. Talk about it. And yes, and I pray a prayer of protection over all the women in the world, even the Karens. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be nice today because <laughs> I've been in a happy mood for the last couple of days. So I, even the Karens, I pray protection over all of y'all. Because we want women to be safe at the end of the day. Because this nonsense has to stop. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Especially for our Black women, y'all. Y'all know we love, y'all know I love my Black women. And yes. So hit up Diamond. Get your defense mechanisms. Use the code INSTA. INSTA, all caps, to get your your monies off. And, and let her know her radio sent you. And let her know her radio sent you because we gonna make sure y'all safe. Like I said, what we are, we we creating a what a who a safe place. So black and queer people. Yes. So that means we creating something safe for y'all. So if you feel if you ever been all my women, if you ever been out in public and you felt unsafe and you feel like you felt helpless, y'all need to go hit up Diamond. Yes, y'all do. Mm-hmm. Imagine you being in public. Would you rather, God forbid, you would you rather be attacked 
without something to, to defend yourself or something to defend yourself. At least you got a taser. Tase, tase him right in this ball, child. He won't have no little Ninja Turtles. He will not procreate. He will not be fruitful and multiply. And this, <laughs> this is just a, slide, a side remark and my closing remark for the people out there who's always in somebody's business. You guys are always in people's business, but when it comes to this, I bring it back to those people on the train who watched this lady get sexually assaulted. You always in somebody's business, but you couldn't get up and be like, hey, nigga, what you doing? Yeah. Stopped him. And for all you men that was on that train, shame on you. Shame on you. And I said what I said. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mama. And her wide stovepipe leg. Mm. Smiles into frame as I insult your mother. <laughs> That's only if you ain't if you if you if you ain't doing nothing. I ain't just on everybody, mama child. But like the mama stuff. <laughs> but please, women be safe. Because I hate to have to I have to fight for y'all. I don't know. I don't know how to fight. So I'm gonna have to learn how to. But all jokes aside, with all the key keys aside, like please be safe in public. And it's, it's sad we got to teach y'all to have like one eye open and be aware, but just know this stuff like human trafficking and sex trafficking and labor, it don't come. It's not like stereotypical as you think. It's not like no man snatch you up, putting you in a van. It's it, child. It it could be your best friend, daddy. Mm. Like the story of the, uh, the three, the three girls. It was, I, think, I think his name was Ariel Cast, Castillo, the man that kidnapped his daughters, his three, his daughter's three best friends, and had them locked up in a, had them locked up in his basement for 10 years. 10 years, a yeah. whole decade. From 2002 to 2013. That's crazy. So, child, I'm trying to look. <laughs> look for i just had it in my head before the show started my um our last our last little some something yes i had it in my head and i was ready to talk about it but i can't find it you can't find it well let's sing our song and then we can go ahead and you got yours do i do i have mine i'm gonna i have i have mine Okay, okay, okay. Let's sing our song. <clears throat> all right, child, honey girl. You all know. <laughs> when it gets time for this show. At the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Can I get a B? B, you got your B, you got your B. Can I get a U? You, you got your you, you got your you. Can I get an M? Mm. Mm-hmm. The bum of the week. Yeah. You broke, ugly, and miserable. Bum, the bum, bum of the of week. week. Yeah. Broke, ugly, and miserable. Ah. Bum of the week. Yeah. Broke, so, ugly, and miserable. So this week, we give y'all a person that has been broke, who has been ugly, and has been miserable this week. And we let y'all know. And you can be 
redeemed. You can be a redeemed hoe. So you can be a redeemed bum of the week. So they who's your bum of the week? Because you you say you want to talk about it, child. Um, child, I can't remember. I'm so upset. I just don't want to throw anybody out there because you know my bum of the week. They actually be some bum bitches. Um. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. My bum of the week. There's there's two. Okay. Um, this wasn't my original bum of the week. This just came to my head because I'm so mad I can't think of my original. But my bum of the week is Chris Sells and Mr. Clarence NYC's ex girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. Queen Naja? Not Queen Naja. Um, um, Clarence ex girlfriend. I don't know. Wait, so Clarence name. and oh my weird. Clarence ex girlfriend and Chris Sells is so they share the ex girlfriend in cahoots. No, 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 no. You know Queen. And, oh, yes. Wiggy. oh yes okay i've seen it okay yes yeah, so her ex-boyfriend her well that's her, her ex-husband her ex-husband and clarence's ex-girlfriend now date yes they're in cahoots and i just think it's giving very much bum broke ugly and miserable What's that's so crazy happened? i gotta tell you about what happened i <laughs> told you what happened with Miss Long Titty. <laughs> what happened? Is that gonna be that's gonna be the nickname, the code name? Yeah, that's the code name. What happened? We we talking on here or no? We can I was it's basically she she's trying to pull a she's trying to pull a um a clearance in a um why did our bum of the week just kind of clash like that? What let me know because you know I can't I'ma tell you what we I'ma talk to you. I'm gonna tell you when we get off this app. I'm gonna tell you what she did. What I've been hearing in the streets from the people. The streets, and we the don't street. do the streets. We, we from the suburbs. We from the suburbs, child. We don't be in the streets, child. Yes, I gotta tell you what what she has been doing in these streets. That's uh, that we have not chit chat in almost three days. Three days have been. Uh, I'm sorry. I you y'all, I don't have no bum of the week, y'all. I was trying to be nice. Y'all have actually, the girls have actually been cool this week. Um, y'all have been cool. Um, if I had to pick a bum, I would pick um the boyfriend that sold his girlfriend into the sex trafficking ring. You're broke. You're obviously he was ugly too, and he's miserable because why would you do something like that? That is sick and that's vile. And we have a special place in hell for you. And yes, um, that closes out this episode of Heard Radio. Yeah. I was thinking, um, so you know, the girls they're trying to get the um a bad boys club thing spinning off with Zeus Network. I was thinking, let's send in our audition tapes. I don't fight. <laughs> you don't have to fight. You could be a um. What was that one girl that didn't fight? The, but she always talked her shit. But that's me though. But I. But no, I know me though. I can't be on that show because I'm gonna be eating them up and I'm gonna be. I'll, you know my mouth and they gonna want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm gonna be Tanisha. Hold them hoes can't take me. Then I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I can't fight. <laughs> I don't want to see myself on uh, not on Zeus Network brawling like the no. No, uh, no, I was just talking to my friends about that. I said, let's send in the audition tape. Say like, nah, y'all. We gonna, child, they're going to be Lord Jesus. They gonna if be. Zeus cut a check, 
They, uh, they don't cut. They cut now. They do cut checks. But I don't want when I watch the Tommy and Akbar conversation because you I done heard somebody ain't get their check. Oh, never mind, Zeus. I, don't, I, I need to be but, No, that's something we can talk about later. But, but no, yeah, child, you go. I'm go ahead, send your audition tape in. I, I just don't don't be in there. I Captain Saberhole not gonna be there. I'm just saying that. <laughs> As long as the hold don't touch my shit, I'm fine. Put my tread lightly. And that's the thing. If somebody touched my like with especially on Bad Girls Cut with Shanae and Jalen them, if somebody destroyed my stuff, <laughs> like they know I love my bags. I love, yes. my love a good bag. I love a good bag. I love some clothes. Like I don't play about my clothes. I don't if somebody even like breathe. <laughs> On my clothes the wrong way. If you breathe on that Louis bag the wrong way, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> if if you even if you if you even sneeze in the direction of my Mike Jacobs bag, it's a problem. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't care if it's a sheen bag. If you <laughs> I don't right. care, you just don't the little ass bags. The li- tink tink tink. Okay. Ciao. Well, until next week. Yes, it's been a pleasure, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and share. Follow us on all social media platforms. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram at Herd underscore radio. You you can subscribe to us on YouTube at Herd Radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the streaming podcast platforms at Herd Radio Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, y'all, and y'all play the video, y'all like them. And yes, because we are a baby podcast. Yes, this is our baby child. This is Albert child. Our our little bubble guppy. Yes, our little mutant ninja turtle. Our little basset hound. <laughs> yes, I love the bubble guppies. Yes, that's oh, that's right. Well, until next week, y'all. Ahala, ahala. Yeah.